other night that we get to praise the Lord and uh, yeah. just spend time with whatever it is that's going to happen tonight. I have no clue, but I have an expectation that it's going to be good. Because I, I, I know any time in the house of the Lord uh, with uh, the brothers and sisters of Christ is a good time. And I'll, I'll open this up in some prayer and then just see wherever we'll be leading tonight. And I'm anxious to hear whatever is going to come forward. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you for everything that you're doing within this church. We thank you for every healing that you administered and every healing that you're still doing right now, Father, in the hearts and the minds and the bodies of every individual within this church. And we, we come to worship you tonight. We come to give you thanksgiving and praise for everything that you've done and everything that you will do in our lives, Lord, that you use us as instruments of your glory. Help us to do whatever it is you need us to do, Father, here tonight in this congregation. And as we go out these doors tomorrow, Lord, that we fulfill whatever plans and purposes you have within us. Let your Holy Spirit lead us and guide us all the days of our lives. And may Rock Harbor Church magnify and glorify the name of Jesus over everything. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're thanking the Lord today. Amen. Thank the Lord for tonight. Amen. Uh, you said it. Opportunities. We're given opportunities all the time uh, to do a lot of different things. And I believe, me personally, one of the greatest opportunities that we have is to be able to come to church. Because if you, if you look globally, the opportunity to attend any kind of a religious gathering is very, very slim in other places around this world. Uh, we're pretty free here. You can pick and choose. And uh, a few years ago, I may have mentioned this, but our brother Dave Roberts came and he he uh, was having a conversation and he, he I think he actually commented on it from here, is that uh, the problem, he called it a problem, that we have here in the Bible Belt is saturation. There's so many churches, you can just pick and choose to go or not go. You don't really care if you do or not. Well, it's not that way. There's other places in the world that people actually travel, walk for miles to get to a little hut or an underground facility somewhere just to get to have church. Mm. Now we don't, we can't click with that. We, we can't even imagine that because we're so used to just doing whatever we want to do. And uh, so it's great tonight and I'm thankful I really am to have the opportunity to, to leave my house in freedom, come to this church in freedom to basically worship God in freedom mm. and to enjoy uh, our experience and relationship with the Lord. And, uh, I think we need to be considerate a lot of times of the people that can't do that. Amen. And recognize how awesome it is that we can. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just felt like that needed to be said. And um, the abilities that God gives us, um, be thankful for them. Whatever capacity it might be, whatever it might be. Um, to be thankful to God because, again, I believe that everything uh, that a person is able to do, it's a gift of God. It, it's a talent God gives or it, it's some unique ability that God gives. And being able to use those and be thankful uh, because it, it glorifies God and it's a joy to be able to do so. So we're going to sing tonight as we... Everybody can hear all right, can't you? Amen.
I wonder, I can't. When the Lord comes back, what's he going to find? What's he going to find? Church ready for him. We hope. We hope. All that. That's just a thought I just had. We, uh, you know, you've been here, so we kind of just different topics each time and uh, items of interest or uh, a lot of it that Brother Tanner's brought forth um, as well as myself is, is daily living, daily Christian living is a lot of really what we, we're talking about. Whatever subject it might be, it fits right into how we're to, to uh, live among others, uh, family, I mean, uh, what have you. So here we are again with... Uh, just a, a particular subject tonight that maybe a lot of people may not even think about as they go through every day and just how effective it is and uh, what it can do but uh, subject tonight is just basically mouth words and speech and the things that those three and they're, they're all incorporated of course uh, speech and, and such comes from the mouth of course but really, it doesn't just come from here. It comes from here. It comes from our makeup. Mm -hmm. That's where your words come from. That's where your speech will. How do they originate? Well, they originate up here. Right. Amen. And somehow they go through here, and they come out here. Uh, Jesus made a statement uh, once when he was being questioned, and, and uh, the Pharisees were actually complaining because the disciples didn't wash their hands when they were eating and he said it's not what goes into the mouth it's what comes out that defiles a man what a statement well, I want you to comment I, was getting ready, so I want you to comment on that what is defilement and how does that work and then I'm going to pick up that's a good man that's a really good uh, a good piece of discussion right there you know when we you know look at the context of that scripture and they were you know they were really putting a lot of emphasis on um, the law of course it was cross every T dot every I you know they were they were um, you know they were concerned or at least acted like they were concerned with uh, uh, other you know, people breaking the laws and it was really more of a power hustle than it was anything else. Um, but when you, as Pastor said, we start talking and, and discussing the, the power of speech and, and the way I look at that, the way I see that is, it's uh, communication and representation, uh, and we could go a lot of ways with that. But obviously the the mouth communicates a message. Mm -hmm. It communicates a message. And, and we've talked a lot in here about um, what, is it, what does it mean to carry ourselves, as, as Pastor just said, a day-to-day -day living, uh, uh, being a, a witness for people in front of us. And of course, we're not perfect. We know that. We're not perfect. You're not always going to say the right things. Um, but keying in on the fact that of how important that is and then catching yourself when you know that you're not uh, communicating uh, the gospel correctly and representing the gospel correctly because this thing right here can cheat us out of both I mean what what I'm what I'm talking to people and what I'm telling people um, it goes a long way with the way that they see me as a Christian when I'm talking about when I'm when I'm talking to people or at least I'm communicating to them about Christ and, and the other things that are coming in on my, out of my mouth need to be associated with that they need to be connected with that that's the, uh, the the communication aspect of it. Well, then it's about representation. It's about being the, the correct representatives for the kingdom. And as I said before, 
I, I realize that we're not perfect. I realize that we're going to say things at times that are that are incorrect or maybe not not accurate, or maybe we say something we regret. I think everyone in here has been in a position before where we said something that we wish we could take back. We realize that probably we have a laundry list of regrets, of things that we've said in the past to people that we wish we wouldn't have said. Um, but we have this opportunity now to really dissect the, the way that we communicate and the way we represent uh, the kingdom. Not only that, I want, to, I want to share something really quick. You just give me like two minutes. I want to share a, a story with you, um, something that I dealt with personally. And, um, and I'm not going to go into all of the details of something I learned when I was a very young Christian. And the Lord showed me something about representation. And I'm not going to go through the whole story. I just want to tell you what it was that he showed me. He showed me that not only is it you know, important, obviously, that people know that you're a Christian and know what you stand for, but he also showed me that how we represent Christianity also falls back on the church that you go to. Falls back on that. Oh, he showed me when I'm out, I'm out here and I'm doing different things. He said, you understand that what you're doing is not just representation of the kingdom, but it's representation of the church that you go to. It's representation of the teachings that go on in that church. People will attach you to where you go. They'll do it. They'll connect it quick. Where does he go to church at? He's at he says he's a Christian. Where does he go at? Because that's the first question that usually gets asked. And the Lord showed me how important it was to not just represent the kingdom, but represent my church and to represent the teachings that are going on within my church. Uh, that, was a, uh, that was a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> As you can imagine, I was like, oh, I didn't, ever, I didn't ever really put the two together. And guess what? A lot of people don't. They don't, they don't think about that. So going back uh, briefly to that scripture, um, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, but it's it's what comes out. Mm -hmm. That right there ought to tell you when, when Christ said it's it's what comes out that causes the corruption. It's what comes out that causes the problem. That is a that is a a, a flag right there that we yeah. need to evaluate ourselves. Yeah, good. Uh, basically, if we don't walk a daily life in Christ. You ever hear the term, well, they're a Sunday Christian. They go to church on Sunday. Well, they act like that good on Sunday. That good on Sunday, But right. during the week, they're talking like everybody else. And, and, and a lot of people will relate solely to profane things or vulgar yeah. things. That's not necessarily no, what right. I'm talking about. No. It's anything that comes out. It, it, uh, you know, everybody's heard, and I'm going to use this, and it's probably a terrible example because it's so fresh and so horrible. Uh the, the, the lady officer that made the terrible mistake that's been in the news and killed the, the young guy. Uh, it's like a bullet out of a gun. You don't call it back. You know, words don't come back. Once they're out there, they're going to do their damage or yeah. have their effect. And some of it can be just, well, I won't say just as damaging because that's horrific. I mean, the family's all, she, she's a basket case now. I mean, the whole thing is just terrible and tragic. I think we should pray for all of them. Yes, because it, it's a life runner is what it is. Well, words can be a life runner. They can be so hurtful and damaging. And there are people that go through this thing. And I, sadly, some of them wear the labels of Christians. They don't care what they say. They don't care whose feelings they hurt. They don't care the damage they do. They just do it. And uh, as Tanner was saying, yes, directly, people connect your church to you and you to your church. And and I believe, and I've had people tell me this, I wouldn't come because so-and-so. And I see and I hear, so 
what good does it do me? Uh, but anyway, uh, how does all this come about? We're talking words, we're talking speech, we're talking the ability God gave us to communicate. And he gave us languages. In the beginning there was one. One language. People got to thinking they could do about as good as God one day. And they started building them a tower. And they said, we're, well, we're going to build a tower here and we're going to get up there and we're going to and I'm just kind of paraphrasing in the midst. Sure. We're, we're going to be like God. Well, you know what happened? All of a sudden, God confused their languages. And none of them could understand the other for nothing. Now, I don't know. Some say this is where people groups come from because they had to find somebody that could talk their language in order to understand them. And then all these groups broke up and there become all these languages on earth. Now, that's not the full explanation. I don't have it and the Bible doesn't really give it. Uh, but... Uh, Talking about how what we're made of winds up coming out of this thing, what's down in here uh, eventually comes out of here, and so many times every day none of us can really realize, my goodness, how many words do we speak in a day's time, if you're around other people. Sure. Now, some people like me talk to yourself, and I find that I talk to myself more than I used to. Uh, and I even answer myself. So, hey, I have a good conversation going on anyway. But... The wonderful ability God gave us to communicate. Now, uh, in the book of Ephesians, I find myself in Ephesians a lot lately. Uh, I'm not going to, like Tanner, I'm not going to really read the whole thing. But uh, beginning with chapter 4, uh, it starts at verse 17, but it talks about how we used to be. Uh, we used to be Gentiles. We used to be alienated from God through the ignorance that's in us and, and all these things. But here in verse 22, it says, uh, verse 21, If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Now the former conversation, the former lifestyle, right. the things you used to do, how you used to be, how you used to act, how you used to talk, what you used to say. If you put something off, what do you do? Stop. You get a new wardrobe, right? This is a new spiritual wardrobe. If so be it that you've been changed from all this, then uh, the next verse says, in verse 23, it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's a huge mouthful right there. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. James, in his writings, talks about the tongue. He says it's an unruly evil full of deadly poison of which no man can tame. Yeah, that's big. <clears throat> Humans have, I guess, tried for thousands of years to tame this thing, and some, sometimes you do a pretty fair job, but you can't do it totally. But I know who can. The Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. This scripture is talking about, when it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind, it's a supernatural effect. Uh -huh. We as Christians have the ability to clean our language up. Supernaturally, to to not say things we shouldn't say, and to say the things that need to be said. Amen. When when we are renewed, we're given a whole new lease on life. We're given all new abilities. We're we're re re uh, invented, so to speak. We know we're reborn when we accept Christ. We're reborn, but we're really supposed to be reinvented, and everything's supposed to change. The old man is off, 
and we got the new man on. Well, what comes along or should come along with the new man? New speech. New talk. Uh, so, in saying this, in, in, in citing the scripture, go to verse 29 of the same chapter. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, mm -hmm. but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Hmm. So, mm -hmm. we've got to ask ourselves the question. What I say, what I project forth in my speech or out of this mouth, is it ministering grace to anybody? Is it doing and serving the purpose of God that, that he sent his son to the cross for, that I should spread grace, that I should be a giver, and that's what a minister is, is a giver, giver of the knowledge of God, giver of the grace of God, of the mercy of God, of the peace of God, the joy of God, the tongue can speak so many things and our speech can be so effective that it literally is a life changer. Yes. So, uh, what, the one thing that put me that put me to a stop was knowing that every idle word that I speak will be judged one day. And once I started incorporating, incorporating that in my prayer, in my daily prayer, you know, I was like, you know, it was like, oh, here we go, you know. And so no, knowing that, I'm even, even idle words will be judged. You That's know, interesting. Like, you said you incorporated it into your prayers. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. That, I was going to get to that down the road here a little bit, but you said it already. Yeah. How yeah. instrumental is that? The proper language of prayer. Now, we know we're not going to lace any prayer with profanity, hopefully, no. or vulgarity, but what are we lacing it with? How, the things we how much thought do we really put in the prayers that we offer God? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there can be a lot of things. There can be greed associated. Mm -hmm. There can yeah. be pride inserted. Uh, there, there's a lot of things, but I'm glad you said that because uh, that's a lot of room, food for thought right there. And how we address God. What, do we, what is it we say? What is it that comes out of our mouth? You ever think about recording yourself when you're praying and playing it back to yourself? So you'd be recording. Sometimes it sounds pretty foolish. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. It's already uh, recorded. Yeah, yeah. But corrupt communication, speaking, the word corrupt there literally means rotten or, or decaying or putrid. Communication. It's interesting because that word communication literally means what I said earlier. It, it, it's something that comes from the stomach and we push it forth. When we talk, that's what we're doing. You're, physically, that's what we're doing. We're pushing air forth out our vocal cords through this mouth to make the language or the sound or the word that we want to. But for this to be able to do that, it's got to have this thing directing what it's going to say down here. And it all goes through this mechanism known as our human spirit and that's the diff our human spirit doesn't have the ability to clean our language like the Holy Spirit does Amen. and there, there's the key back to being renewed in the spirit of your mind Amen. let the Holy Spirit James knew full man he knew what he was talking about when he said nobody can tame this thing uh, talking about ships being steered by a very small helm yep. and horses by a bridle but nobody can tame this little instrument right here uh, in a human way, anyway. Um, so, what is it that we're we're talking about? What? How is it that we portray ourselves? And uh, there's another scripture I'll share here in a minute, but I want to stop and give opportunity for more comments, and maybe Brother Tanner to pick back up here, and then I'll pick up again here in a minute. I've got a. If I could say that word too, uh, 
you, uh, communication. Mm -hmm. uh, the Greek word is logos, mm -hmm. and it stands for thoughts and reasoning. Thoughts. Reasoning. That's a that's Rejection a really words. yeah that's that's what I thought was so interesting about that is is the, as he was as Pastor was saying it starts with thoughts and reasoning it's it how we was that it has power yes it does it has power absolutely and so you think about the thoughts and the reasonings of a of an individual and, and I mean there's probably no way in the world we could depict your thoughts and reasonings throughout the day what your thoughts and reasonings were for doing certain things or saying certain things or whatever that is but. Before a word leaves your mouth, before it comes out and communicates and represents, it comes from a thought and a reasoning. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's what I thought was so interesting about that. And I wrote that in there somewhere down the line. I wrote that in there, uh, thoughts and reasoning uh, for communication. Because it, at some point as we begin to, to meditate on certain things and we think on certain things, and this is why the Word of God talks about uh, you know, the, the thought process and thinking, because... You think about something long enough and you meditate on those things long enough, at some point in time, it's going to come out of your mouth. Uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We, you know that that's scripture. exactly what's on my mind. Okay, that scripture yeah. right there. Yeah. And there, there's a direct connection it there. It is, it is. Yeah. So, so you got the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know whatever is going on in the thought, in the, the reasoning process within an individual, it's going to come out of the mouth at some point. It's very revealing, but I don't think it's, it's meant to be looked at. I mean, for me, we could say, well, I can, I can use that to kind of read people. You can, but what about reading yourself? There you go. Well, what about what about judging your own self about what's coming out of the mouth and allowing ourselves to, to even be subjected to uh, conviction? Mm -hmm. But you know what? I don't I don't represent the way that I need to. I, I need to change the way that I talk or, or change my change my thinking and my reasoning. We'll come yeah, back to that. Yeah. that. You know, it, it it can be a an issue being alone because you know the idea of being alone well nobody else is hearing me anyway so talk what I want to talk right that's right oh, that's good. well who's listening right the Lord listening? is the Lord is he hears every word he said out of word that's where he worked on he was like yeah. I was standing in my house you know just talking to myself and he was like you're going to be judged for this one day mm -hmm. you better be quiet I'm sorry how convenient can negative things boy mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody but the temptation can always be there. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to guard this thing and watch it yeah. because, man, mm -hmm. it's it's ready. To, he's ready to throw you one that you can oh, do yeah. a lot of damage oh, with yeah. right at any moment. So reaction mm -hmm. also is, is part of it. Yes. How do you react with this? Mm -hmm. you know, we live in a day of absolute road rage. Mm -hmm. If you don't Amen. believe me, you drive up I-35 to Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. This absolute, and, and you can see rage on people well usually rage is is produced through this they're gonna mm -hmm. somehow they're gonna and which leads to other things so right. my point is how many other things does this cause mm. yeah how many how many other bad things does this right here cause we have no way of numbering them it's uh you know we're living in a day that everybody wants to save their peace it don't matter what it sounds like, how terrible it is, they're going to save their peace, and they're going to force it on you. And then the thing that, the greatest, some of the greatest advice I've ever received, I believe from the Lord, is this. Sometimes you just got to be quiet and don't say anything. That's else. true. Because it's looking for a reaction. I told somebody a while back, they were all worked up over something. They wanted to get on Facebook and get in the mix. I said, all you're doing is feeding the sharks. 
just just don't do anything because that's what they're looking for for you to get involved well that's not a word out of my mouth that's a few strokes on the keyboard same thing thing. maybe worse because when you put something on that thing it's going no telling where and then you get you know i used to kind of be a little interested because you know when i was sheriff you kind of wanted to have wanted the office to have a good reputation and you wanted See what good things. Well, I'd get on the site, and man, I tell you what, you'd get so mad that quick at some of the things people are saying. Well, there is a temptation there to fire back, but it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere other than to give them the satisfaction of knowing that they've stirred somebody up. Amen. And we got to learn sometimes just to keep this zipped and be quiet. We don't have to say anything. I believe that's a language in itself. Silence Absolutely. is deafening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can be. So anyway, somebody had a hand up. Uh, the one I was looking for was was death and life of the power of the uh, tongue and those who love yeah. it. Fruit. But then when I turn in here, it's because I was trying to remember. It's like it's Proverbs eighteen, twenty one. But then there's like all these other ones that I got underlined. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is in of excellent spirits. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted as wise. He who shuts his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Uh, there's another one. Uh, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters and a wellspring of wisdom and a flowing brook. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for flogging. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are a snare for his soul. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, there's a whole bunch right there just in Proverbs. Wow. My dad used to say this. He said, you can tell a fool when he opens his mouth because he's just like a donkey. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. That means a lot. You really can. Uh, you, you can be around a person a little bit and you can pretty much identify their personality by the way they talk. Sure can. Mm-hmm. You can peg it, usually. You don't mind me saying, Pastor, just, and I want to say this briefly. The... He when he said uh, sometimes the best thing to do is keep silent. That I I have I have found that to be a very advantageous thing in relationships with people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about not just not just the the road rage people, not just the the people that kind of off you at work in your personal relationships with your spouse. It's like well you know my spouse is different you know I need to let them know what I think. No, not all the time. Sometimes you just need to shut up. That's wisdom. Well, my wife can tell you I've come a long way <laughs> from those days. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I just, it's, sometimes you just got to say, it's better not to say anything. And you, you're right. You you said it. It's wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom in that. But that's, that goes back, that goes back to thoughts and reasoning. It's like before, I I thought and reasoned differently when I was in my 20s. I'm in my 40s. My thoughts and reasonings are different. Yeah, yeah, but (laughs) thank you. (laughs) So, so yeah, you. uh, He just had birthday. That's why I know. There's there's a lot that goes with that. So, say that you can you can pass by a wasp nest, or you can stick a stick in it, and that a lot of times words are that are that. Leave it alone. It's the best. (laughs) Bible, even you know. With my experience, I've had so many situations of some two people in an argument. Well, along comes somebody else and got to inject herself. Well, guess who gets the worst end of the deal? The person that come along and meddled in it and that's none of their yeah, business. Said word. And had to, yeah. So there's so many things that, that this generate. Go ahead, brother. Well, I know you're gonna get to it in a minute. It's right on down there. So never give neither give place to the devil. Yeah. Well, that's and that's what that's what you're doing. Now. 
when you open your mouth you don't think. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in a position one time where, uh, and I know several other people have, uh, would say things that they didn't even think. I mean, you, you I mean, when I, when I was younger, I was a pretty bad mouth person. Now I was careful around women, you know, and, and in groups, but I was pretty bad about, you know, about bad words. And uh, when I got saved over my deal, I can't tell you what year it was, but I remember the night that I got down to the altar and God pulled it in my heart and saved me and Jesus picked me up. And uh, I had a bad, that bad habit of saying bad words. I mean. And I know a man right here in town the same way. And I, he don't want you to talk about the Lord to him. And I asked him one time, I said, why do, you, why do you say all those words? He said, well, that's just the way I talk. I said, well, you need to change the way you talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. He said, I love you, but you need to change the way you talk. I said, I used to do that to you. He said, I know where you're coming from. I said, you need to, you need to change the way you talk. He's not... As far as I know, he's not going to go to church. I mean, he's not he's not changing much, but uh, that's not for me to judge. That's God's that's yeah. God's job. Uh, yeah. But uh, after I got saved, I was I was afraid always that I was going to say something like that wrong in a crowd or at church or somewhere around. So I was always on guard. And you know, it wasn't long. I figured out, you know, my I don't know how long it was, but I come to the to a place where I didn't have to be on guard no more. Because yeah. I didn't yeah. talk like right. that no more. Good. I wasn't the same person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the same person now I was yeah. back then. Yeah, that's how it works. Amen. Look up backwards up, verse twenty five. wherefore put away lying. What how do you lie? You lie with your mouth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Where does it come from? Down in here. Yeah. What originates it? Up here. What's a lie do? Not damaging our lives. Real bad. Very damaging. Very. I guarantee you, if you tell one, you're going to have to tell another to yeah. cover it up. Yeah. Another one to cover that yeah. up. And, and, and then, <laughs> on, on the other end of the spectrum, how damaging are lies about a person and they're totally innocent to start with? Yeah. I mean, people can crucify you with lies and you're totally innocent. Yeah. So... That's another and you were, you was talking about uh, people in Oklahoma City and around. <clears throat> oh boy. I tell you what, you ought to have been around some of them up there in Dishmingo now when they got the road to work. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> have there are all kinds of things. Well, I had a deal the other day, I'll say this. This is I went to town and uh, how, how many of you have seen all the signs? Every direction you come in at Tishomingo yeah. for miles, no trucks allowed. Uh -huh. I come out of the quick mark. Philip, Brother Philip, was standing. He said, John, come here. Well, here I go. Yeah, Philip. He said, this truck driver, I look up there, and there's this big truck driver. Pulled into the parking lot at quick mark. He said, where do I go to get out of here? I forgot all about it. I don't wear a badge anymore. I really did. I was in the moment, and I said, well, the first thing, you didn't see all the signs down the road, evidently. Open your eyes. And his face started turning, and I realized, uh-oh. Oh, I'm just Joe Blow. And, you know, I started trying to correct the thing, because trying to speak in authority, I shouldn't have been, but I'm thinking, how hard is it to read? You know, 
but anyway, long, long story short, uh, we can inject ourselves into things that we have no business in. Uh -huh. I, I admit that, just just out of lack of being, just being careless. Anyway, um, uh, another scripture here, moving on. Um, it's in uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. We know speech is words. Words make up speech. But let it always be seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. That's an interesting verse. Uh, it's talking about several things in that. We're talking about seasoned with salt. It's talking, this is talking about character, uh, fidelity, uh, composure, uh, and and the season with salt term is very interesting because it literally you ever hear of the salt covenant that the, the Jews used to do a salt covenant between each other that was traditional because a salt covenant was a covenant where they pres actually presented salt to each other which was a binding friendship symbolic of a binding friendship well there was a salt covenant related to God in that aspect and literally, if you look at it, let your speech be seasoned. With, there's a binding contract here with God. This speech needs to be glorifying of Him. It's deep right here, but that's what it means. Uh, so our speech and our vocabulary and our, our uh, words needs to be seasoned with salt that's laced, laced with good character, fidelity, rep good representation of God, uh, our covenant with Jesus Christ, representative of that. And you started with this, kind of when we talk about Jesus, uh, what he said about uh, defilement. Um, and if we do this, our speech is never defiled. Mm -hmm. It's never corrupt. It's something that's productive, that's uh, of Christian char character. It's something that uh, our reputation and our personality, uh, there's another scripture I could share, I'm out here a little bit that says really that no man can speak anything bad about you if you have good speech and language yourself. And it'd be true, of course. They have no foundation uh, for anything other than what they see in you as being in character of God. Godliness, we would say. So, um, comments? Just Linda. Uh, this is something I've had, and I wrote it in my Bible for a long time. Words are vessels of power to guard them carefully. That's good. It's one of Vessels the of power. first things we I learned when working with workers' comp in you know where I work. Mm -hmm. it, you guard what you say carefully, and you listen. You don't you consider it before you say it. Is that what that means? Yeah. You don't yeah. sit there and say what you want to say. You yeah. guard yeah. Yeah. your words carefully, and you be quiet and listen. How much have you noticed in recent times, man? To hold that word to you, if you say it, they're going to use it. Uh, and it's and twisted, mm -hmm. contorted. Uh, back to lying. Lying is a contortion of the truth, or can be. Mm -hmm. It can start out the truth, but when you contort it and twist it, it's not the truth anymore. Right. And there's, there's so many areas we could talk about tonight, and that's that's a good point she brought out. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to absolutely consider what what's what we're saying, what's coming out of it, because uh, it's not like a fish, fishing reel. You can't reel it back in once it's out there. Another angle on that too, what, what Linda said is, and I'm, I mean, we already know this, 
but I want to throw this in there because it's another angle, is gossip. And I think we have to define what gossip is. You know, it's like literally, gossip is literally the plundering of information. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, that's one of those things that, you know, we, you, you mentioned lying. And, I mean, that's an obvious one. But gossip, I think, is one of those ones that kind of sneaks in the back door. And we often don't realize what we're actually doing mm-hmm. until it's over with. Mm-hmm. And I've had the Holy Spirit had to check me and say, hold on just a second. That's gossip. Shut this thing down. Shut the conversation down. You know, just kill it right here. And I don't know what it is, but you know, I think that if we're honest we'll, with ourselves, the flesh likes to be engaged in those kind of things. It's obvious from our culture. People like to be engaged in a hot topic. They like to be in juicy information. What's going on in the town? What's going on over here? Be the first to tell. And I think that it's linked, you know, there, there's a piece of that that's linked to, you know, what they're doing now with with people and the things that are said. And then they just, I mean, somebody says something, man, they just throw their name all over the web. Mm-hmm. They got it on Facebook. They got it on on Rants of Raves. This guy said this or she said this. And and it's awful. That's awful. And and it's just a glorified version. And, we, and often people use the web and uh, media sites as an excuse to be able to gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm supposed gossip. to post about this. Yeah. Like it's some sort of responsibility that people give yeah. themselves. It's like, I'm supposed to post about everything that goes on in this town. Mm-hmm. I think the Bible also refers to those people as busybodies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those yeah. these are some those some checks yeah. that Rants really, correct. yeah. Backbiters. <laughs> Backbiters, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, think about that in itself. Words. You ever been bit by humans? I mean, really bit. Hurts, don't it? Think about being bit in the back. I mean, <laughs> that's a good term. Man, it hurts. It's damaging. And uh, most of the time, you're talking about gossip, it's backbiting because it's never to the face. Right, yeah. Most people won't deal with somebody to their face. There's a few that will. But gossip is to the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're not looking or not around, you know. Mm-hmm. Rumor mill, gossip mill. Good points you brought up because mm. that's just as much a part of this as cursing. I think so, yeah, really do. Uh, you know, the Bible mentions also jesting and uh, such uh, crude, mm-hmm. crude jokes and such as that. All this, but, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. Ephesians two. I didn't mean to butt in. No, that's awesome. Okay, I'll just go ahead and read this. It's in it's in uh, chapter four, verse thirty one. So that's the thought you were just talking about. Uh, bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away for you with all malice and 32 says and be ye kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another even as God has for, for your sake or for Christ's sake has forgiven you that's the way you're supposed to handle yourself. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a proper that. that. I can okay. say too, Jim, that's you, you pulling that out of Ephesians right there. The verse 30 is one of the most important to me. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. It's right smack dab in the middle yeah. of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a powerful. Not just church. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a powerful set of scriptures right there in context. Uh, not grieving the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stickler about not grieving the Holy yeah. Spirit. Man, that's a big deal. This is one of the, my main parts right here in, in uh, chapter 3 and 4 and 5 because I, I, this is what 
the part that I, I put myself in, uh, it says, uh, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I put myself in all of these verses. I don't just say what the word says. Yeah. Of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. That I would grant you, or he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, uh, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that I be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend of all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes uh, knowledge, uh, passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. And it goes on and on and on anyway. And by all them chapters, and I, I've read that so many times that uh, God has uh, it, it put all this in my heart. And uh, here's the other part, way over in uh, chapter 5, verse 21 says, Submitting myself one to another in the fear of God. That, that's the one that I need to do more, to submit myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, Jim. Yeah, the submission's a big one, too. I mean, we talk about, you know, we're talking about the way that we. Um, the way that we handle ourselves, and, and that's kind of been a theme um, as far as the everyday living. Um, but you know, when we submit ourselves to God, I think that when we allow ourselves uh, to be accessed by the Holy Spirit, that we can be convicted about maybe something we're saying, or maybe even something we're thinking. Uh, you gotta, you gotta get control of your speech, but you also gotta get control of your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say that that's one of the things that we don't really think about a whole lot, is because it's like, well. The mind, you know, you hear that a lot. So, well, the mind is the devil's playground. He's going to come in. He'll fire these darts at you. But you don't have to accept them. Right. And that, and I admit that that is a battle. But it takes a lot of discipline. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of recognizing. Hey, those thoughts don't belong in there. Mm -hmm. I got to get them out of there. Right. Check those thoughts. There's a scripture that I speak about a lot. The Bible says, "Guard up the ones of the mind." Yeah, that's a good one, Wayne. And, and that absolutely means get control of those thoughts. Yes, it does. Well, we can get if you don't get control control of those thoughts, they end up coming out of your mouth they yep. because they fill your heart up. Yep, they do. And we go right back into this cycle that mm -hmm. we talked about all the time. It's good. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but another one that usually gets me is in Hebrews 13. And let Brother Lilov continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for some have entertained angels unknowingly. So people you may be talking to and interacting with, people you don't know, mm -hmm. they can be very well be angels. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's like taking <laughs> God sent an angel into my life that I could physically see and talk to. As he since I, how, what form would he send them in my life? Would they be someone that I'd get along with, or would it be someone that would test me and push my buttons? And it's like, it's like, huh. It's like, it's I, I sure would hate to gossip or lie <laughs> at that time. <laughs> it would be a bad timing. He just gossiped. <laughs> Again, that's good. Uh, words are powerful. 
Pretty much. Uh, one way or the other. They can be powerful as negative as well as they can be powerful in the positive. Um, again, biblically, we're directed to uh, the things we've talked about tonight. Think about something before you say it. Uh, eject it. If you get those thoughts, eject them. The best times right now as they come in. So, uh, Of course, there's a lot of other biblical information and verses we could go to tonight. One of them, I'll leave you with one here as we prepare to close up. It's in Titus chapter 2, verse 8. Actually, start with 7. It says, In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned. condemned. That he that is of the contrary part or an opponent or such is what he's talking about, may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you. That's now that's good. remarkable. Yeah. Uh, there are examples of that, and I've run on to a few of them in life. People that are just so wonderfully pleasant to talk to and you never hear anything at all bad or negative come out of their mouth. It's all God or all, you know, Bible or uh, and it's a it's a rewarding to happen onto that kind of an individual because you hear so much out here uh, that's negative and and uh, or worse uh, you know our our ears get burned on a regular basis anymore sure and uh, it's great to be able to talk to somebody that's yeah that's uh, you know positive and godly it's a joy to be able to do so yeah. Yeah, I know I've shared it before. My mom probably even said it around you. Like what comes in is what goes out. Mm-hmm. So what you're intaking will eventually be what you're outtaking. Yeah. So whatever it is you're sucking in and you're feeding your soul or your body, whether it be television, media of any form, it'll eventually come out of you one way or another. Yeah. He was a good teacher. Yeah. He was. All right. Good discussion. Brother Kenny, Sister Kenny's not here today. His mom's in the hospital. And so let's pray for her. Daisy Beans is her name as we dismiss. And uh, y'all rise. We'll go ahead and prepare to dismiss. I know some of you have been uh, trying to draw family members, keep up the good work. You might not see immediate response. But do what you're doing. Uh, this thing right here can make all the difference. Now, this can drive people away as well as it can draw them in. Yeah, so, again, even in witnessing, you got to be careful how you use it. Yeah. Uh, love is always the foundation to stand on. Love will t- never guide you wrong. So, anyway, uh, prayers for the lost souls, of course, and let's uh, dismiss tonight as we do that and pray for uh, Daisy. Lord, we come tonight and we just thank you for this opportunity to once again gather and to uh, to visit, Lord, uh, in your word, to receive from it, to draw from it the things that uh, edify and edifying. We can edify others uh, with our language, with our speech, with our words, with our comments. Help us to be effective in that. And God, knowing we can only be effective where we're godly in that. Help us, Lord. 
Holy Spirit take over and take charge that that we can be uh, positively productive, Lord, in the things that we say and that we we do and the words that we use. And Lord, we just pray for Daisy Bench tonight. We ask you, God, to touch her and to heal her body and give her strength and nourishment, Lord. And uh, pray for my wife, Lord Judy. I ask you, God, just to continue to bless her and heal her body, Lord, and lift her up and all these issues that she's facing and experiencing. Pray for any others here tonight, Lord. Uh, dealing with issues, dealing with things, Lord. I pray, God, that, that the healing power of Jesus upon them, whether it be bodily, mentally, emotionally, whatever, God. I just pray, God, for a healing tonight for these. And we love you and appreciate you. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise Hallelujah. the Lord. God bless you. Dismiss you, Jesus.